What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Engage 8 Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my two co-hosts, Josh and Mike. Unfortunately, the NFL season is now at its close, and we're going to recap the Super Bowl, as long with a couple extra stuff like commercials, a little bit of halftime show, stuff like that. And then we're going to give our final studs and duds before we hit the off-season content. And Josh, you want to get us started with that? Yeah, I'll start us off with some of the non-game topics. Uh, halftime, Usher was great. Alicia Keys and Ludacris were great guests. Lil John out there, too. Um, Swiss Beats. It was, it was a good show. Uh, Usher's choreography is always great. Uh, he's one of the better performers of our generation, so it's good to have him out there. Uh, we've had some bad halftime shows in the past. Last year, not being one of them, Rihanna was one of the better ones we've had ever. Uh, but we've had some bad ones in the past, so it's good that we're stacking good performances. Three in a row now, because we had the one with Kendrick, Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, that one two years ago, then Rihanna, then this one. So it's been a great little run we've had there. Uh, Talk about some of my favorite commercials. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I love the Temu one. Uh, Ooh, Ooh, Temu is it's just iconic. I know people are hating it. It went off like six times in the Super Bowl, which is just crazy. But uh, that one was great. I love the Duncan Boston one with Ben Affleck, J-Lo, uh, Brady. Uh, who else was in that? For some reason, Jack Harlow was in that one. Not really sure why, but Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah that was, a, was that was so- a great one. Uh, so those two were probably my favorites. Uh, the Kanye one was also kind of funny with uh, just him recording it on his phone. But uh, yeah, those are those are some of my off game highlights. Uh, for me, I thought the Super Bowl was or not the Super Bowl. The halftime show was all right. I feel like it was definitely a step down compared to last year. But what wouldn't be? I feel like the choreography was really good, but I felt like a lot of the time was spent on that compared to the song choice. It didn't have me all pumped up, ready for a football game. It felt very slow, like methodical. It took a while to get to some of the bangers at the end, but I gave it like a four and a half, five out of 10. on a, on a total. That's I wild. mean, that's just, that's just me. That's just my taste. But uh, some of the commercials, you kind of took mine with the Tembu one. I love that one. Uh, but I also love the Beyonce Verizon commercial. Uh, Verizon, if you're listening, sponsor us, please. Um, outside of that, uh, I think I didn't see any bad <laughs> ones out there. <laughs> so that's my uh, non-game highlights. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the Usher halftime show. It was pretty good. I got worried a little bit there that he wasn't going to play Yak, yeah, considering that's his favorite song. He waited till the end to finally play it. They were playing nice it in, the, in the, the preview the whole time. No, there's no I know, so there. I felt like they had to play it, but it, it, like, it kept no going way. on. There was another song I'm like, wow, is this really not about to happen? And uh, <laughs> But it did finally happen. Um, that's Alicia that's Keys, what saved it for me. Alicia Keys was great. Uh, she had a rough start, but she was able to respond and uh, come back with a pretty good finish there. Uh, for commercials, I also enjoyed the Duncan commercial. Uh, the Christian Walken B&W commercial was pretty funny with the accent. Uh, the Paramount commercial, we'd seen that prior to the Super Bowl with uh, them throwing, I don't know that uh, guy's name, uh, but throw the kid, throw the child. FanDuel oh, Grok misses young Sheldon. No, it wasn't Young Sheldon. It was a it was a cartoon character. Young Sheldon was there though. Yeah, I, I remember Young Sheldon being. <laughs> yeah, can't uh, can't forget the goat last season. Yeah, Peppa, Pig, Peppa Pig was there watching. Uh, yeah. She was concerned that she was about to be thrown next. Grok misses the kick of destiny again. He's now over two. It's been a rough start. He was trained by Carl Weathers for the kick. Um, Sadly, Carl was well, well, he was in the commercials. They had a nice little memorial to him at the end of the commercial. So that was sad to see, but uh, disappointed in Gronk for missing that kick, especially. Uh, couldn't get it done for Carl Weathers. So uh, rough seeing the Kanye ad. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it, they had people putting the uh, 
Mysterio and Spider-Man speech when Mysterio was recording Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the real identity of Spider-Man is uh, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. <laughs> that was uh that was funny. Connie is just a hilarious fellow. Yeah, he is. You go to Yeezy.com, Y-E-E-Z-Y. I'm gonna put it on the screen. <laughs> We're going to have some uh, shoes and shirts and stuff. And uh, what else? Um... <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> you didn't even say and shirts. It was just shoes. And I went to the website. There was no shoe. There's one. <laughs> yeah, <zero. laughs> yeah. I didn't see any shoes when shoe. I went. It's, it's like the sock thing, the, the easy pods. That he's been oh, calling. yeah. The, I didn't I see those when I went. If you want to call that a shoe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're out of those, so it's just nothing. I guess now. I will say, I saw that he spent like seven million dollars on that ad spot, and within twenty four hours, he had made like twenty four million dollars off of sales. So you see what he did? He made everything in the shop twenty dollars. Yeah. So people just went crazy, which is raw. It's, uh, <laughs> I wish everybody definitely else profited for sure. Uh, not people putting up. $45 t-shirts on their websites and shit like actually making yeah. shit affordable yeah. and then hey, t- it worked out <laughs> Timu prices went up though no longer $1 that's crazy it's up a little yeah. bit yeah I'm I losing some money. I, I, that's the only thing I didn't like is the fact that we found out it's Temu yeah because <laughs> Uu Timu still works honestly I think it sounds better Uu Timu I'm still gonna call it that yeah me too but we move on here to the game at hand uh, this was a pretty good Super Bowl. Another good one. I mean, we got to overtime. Um, so it sounds a little weird to say pretty good, but that's just because it started so slow. But any game you end up in overtime, uh, it's gonna be a great game. Uh, I, th- I was looking at it since 2011. I know in the 90s there was a ton of bad Super Bowls, just a ton of blowouts. Since 2011, we've only really had four bad Super Bowls. It was the Seahawks, Broncos, Broncos, Panthers, Patriots, Rams, and Bucks, Chiefs. Outside of that, all the other Super Bowls have been super, super close. We've had two Super Bowls going to overtime. Uh, and what was the was Atlanta twenty eighteen right? Uh, or no, that was the Rams. No, that was twenty sixteen. I thought Six, maybe twenty sixteen was the Rams because twenty sixteen, twenty eighteen was Patriots Rams. Yeah, then twenty seventeen was Patriots Eagles, and the year before that twenty seventeen Patriots... February fifth twenty seventeen was Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. Right, so twenty sixteen twenty sixteen season. Yep, but yes, yeah, that I mean we had. Now, what is that, eight years then? In eight years, we've had the only two overtime Super Bowls. So we, uh, we're trending up. It's good to see. You don't want to get in the rhythm that they were in in the 90s where it was just blowout after blowout after blowout. So it's good that we've gotten blessed with some good Super Bowls. Um, this game, though, both defenses were super impressive, uh, especially San Francisco and not having Greenlaw. That Greenlaw injury was just devastating to them. Just running on the field, tearing your Achilles is just wild. Um, the 49ers... I think they win this game without just these random fuck-ups that happen during the game, which is very similar to the NFC Championship where the Lions had a bunch of random fuck-ups, lost the game. This game, the Niners have the CMC fumble. They have the muff punt off the foot uh, from, I I think it was 28, and then uh, Ray Ray McLeod didn't jump on it, lost the ball. The Chiefs scored on literally the next play after that. So that was really where the game turned around or like those kind of plays. I don't I think if either one of those don't happen, they win this game easily. Or to add to the random fuck ups, the blocked extra point really ended up being the difference. I mean, it's easy to be like, oh, they would have won the game because they would add one more point. But Kansas City also doesn't go and kick a field goal at the end. They have six seconds left. They go and they try to they take two shots at the end zone. And knowing Kansas City, they're probably going to get one of those. So. 
Um, maybe the missed extra point may have helped the Niners a little bit, which is crazy to say. But um, Mahomes, special in this one, 333 passing yards, 66 rushing yards. His ability to run the ball is maybe the most underrated in the NFL, which is just crazy to say that Mahomes is underrated. But, like, what he can do with his legs, because he's such a good passer, it kind of goes under the weather. But, like, I mean, look at the end of the game. They had fourth and fourth and what was it three? And he's the one who takes the read option and goes and gets five, six yards and puts you in a spot to win. And having a guy that can just run the ball. And honestly, I'd have to look at all the quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the league right now. But there's a good chance he's top five most mobile. I think it's pretty likely he is. I mean, obviously behind like Fields, Lamar, um, Kyler, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Nah, I can't throw him. Josh five. Allen. He's up Josh there, Allen, though. Josh yeah. Allen. Okay, so maybe he's more like six or seven, but he's still Any being, times? being no. but no, he he's <laughs> fast, but Mahomes is a better runner. Um and Mahomes at least holds on to the ball. But regardless, if you have the best passer in the league and he's also uh he's a hundred percent top ten uh best rushing quarterback in the league. So I, that's just something that's just gonna be impossible to beat. Uh I didn't like the Kelsey Andy Reid thing. Obviously, it's one of those things where they win the game, we're not gonna talk about it as much. They lose the game, we're probably still talking about it. Uh, I didn't like it. It was kind of cheap to me. Um, obviously, Andy Reid's going to brush it off and say it's not a big deal. They just won the Super Bowl. Why would he make it any worse than he needs to make it? Um, but it ended up working out because Kelsey got the ball a lot in the second half, dominated, led the Chiefs in receiving, um, and they needed him to show up in this game. Otherwise, they weren't going to be able to win it. But Dre Greenlaw goes down. Kelsey goes out and does what he has to do late in this game. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking on social media about the overtime thing, people not knowing the rules uh, and whatnot. And, oh, they sh- I think the Niners should have taken it second and tried to go score and go for two. Personally, I think it makes more sense to go to take the ball first in this situation, strictly because if you take possessions one, two, and three, I'm ranking them in importance three, two, one. So I'm willing to take that first possession, sacrifice getting the second one, just to guarantee you get the third one. Because the very likely chance that the first and the second possession are tied, then it's just next score wins. And then at that point, it, it could be touchdown Niners, touchdown Mahomes, and then Mahomes is on the bench the rest of the game with nothing he can do. So I understand taking the ball first. I think that just makes the most sense to me. And the last thing, just Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed proved that it doesn't matter. Same thing with the Pats in their prime. They can struggle in the regular season, and it just doesn't matter. Um, maybe an all-time fuck-up for me, considering they were struggling all in the season, and I was like, just wait, they're going to get in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they're going to go win the Super Bowl. And I rode that all the way until the end, and then I'm like, fuck it, I'm taking the Niners, and then it backfired. <laughs> so um, that's just how it goes sometimes. But um, I've learned my lesson on doubting Mahomes and the Chiefs. Honestly, I was kind of flip-flopped from that, because you mentioned that early in the season, I was picking against the Chiefs a good amount of the playoffs, but then... In the Super Bowl, I was the yeah. only one out of the three of us to take the Chiefs because I it's yep. hard to bet against Mahomes and Reed when they got two weeks to prepare, all that. But to your point about uh, choosing to get the ball first or second, I think you can argue both sides that you can have a good amount of success. To your point, like you mentioned, uh, with the order of importance for which possession, like, yeah, having it first and third, that's probably your best bet. But if you go second, first team goes out like the Chiefs saw, they only got a few goal, then you just go and push for seven or six, technically. If the Niners got the ball first, got a touchdown, took the extra point, which honestly I would probably do because you don't want to risk giving up a touchdown, and then just an extra point beats you, you go out, get a touchdown to match their six, and then you go for two instead just to win it, put your season on the line there, which I think Mahomes mentioned the next day on some um, some sports show. 
saying like, yeah, we were going to go for two regardless if San Francisco got a touchdown. Of course, of course, of course. Right. So there's a paradox right there. Right. I mean, I probably would have as well. But Chiefs played it well. I think the Niners, I don't think there was anything wrong with what they did. The fact that they didn't know the rules, okay, maybe that's a little stupid. But I don't think the decision hurt them in any way. Uh, onto the game itself, I think Mahomes just showed you why he's the best player on the planet. He had a couple hiccups in the first half, and I think he had the interception in either the second or the third quarter. But other than that, I saw no mistakes. He was phenomenal. The last like two or three drives in the game, he was surgical. He was proving why he is, in my opinion, the second best quarterback of all time already before even turning 29. Mike, I know you might be a little hazy on that because of Peyton Manning, but I understand your point of view. But he has just been so good. He landed in such a good situation and has taken full advantage of it. Kelsey has been great. Tyreek Hill was great for the first, like, five years. And then he left. He won two in a row. Just absolutely insane. Uh, Don't forget about Chris Jones, too. He's been there for the entire ride, and he has been a phenomenal anchor on the defensive side of the ball. And people working with Spags has been able to just, whether it's rookies or 30-year-old vets, uh, DBs, linebackers, they're able to plug and play and get the absolute best out of them. I've been beyond impressed with what this organization has done, and they're going to be contending for years to come. The Niners, um, I honestly don't know where you go from here. I don't understand the firing of their DC, but you do have to kind of blame somebody. But you got to re-sign a lot of guys. Chase Young, he's only, what, 25, and he's, he made a couple of very impactful plays in the first quarter, especially he had a sack. But you have a lot of guys on expiring deals this year or next year, and you don't have the cap space to do it with in probably two years because Purdy is a seventh rounder, so he doesn't have that fifth year option. They're going to have to pay him probably 45 plus million because he's been to the NFC Championship. He's been to the Super Bowl. He'll probably make the playoffs each of the next two years as well because Shanahan's a really good coach. He's actually a really decent quarterback who had a really good game, actually, but it's going to be overshadowed by the fact that they didn't win. And CMC being in the backfield. We don't know what's going to happen to him in terms of regression, like with other running backs as they age. Maybe he's a Frank Gore and just dominates up until he's 35, 36, or he falls off a cliff next year. We won't know, but I'm going to err on the side of caution or just optimism, I guess, and just say he's going to dominate for the next five, six years. So he's going to be worth keeping around for whatever quarterback you have. And Ayuk was, I believe, a basically a non-factor. He only had like three catches. There was the whole post-game turmoil with, uh, I think, one of his friends or his brother or something putting on a story. Oh, yeah, that's why we're leaving San Francisco. You give your 1,300-yard uh, uh, Pro Bowl wide receiver only three targets or three catches in the Super Bowl. What are we doing here? So I'm excited. Not excited. I'm interested to see where that storyline goes. Uh, Debo was playing hurt. He had a couple drops, but for the most part, he was pretty good. Kittle, he made a lot of really good plays. Uh, he was really impressive. Uh, Trent Williams, he was doing Trent Williams things, locking up that left side. But for the most part, Kansas City, they just had the best player on the field at all times. I just can never bet against Mahomes. He's probably going to win at least five Super Bowls in his career. I'm hoping more. I want to see him catch Brady. But this game was, like you said, Josh, one of the best we've seen in the last decade. Yeah, I thought Trent Williams had a pretty bad game, to be honest. Uh, He had a couple of false start penalties early. Uh, They had him pulling for a block. Yeah, yeah. Missed the block on McDuffie. That could have been a big play for McCaffrey. That was a big one by uh, Trent Williams. But uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I guess they're officially a dynasty now. Uh, looking for a three-peat next season. Three championships. First back-to-back Super Bowl champions in 19 years. So just so impressive. Uh, start of this game was very, very sloppy. It was Big Ten football. We saw McCaffrey fumble, Pacheco fumble. A uh, lot of punting going on. But in the fourth quarter, game really ramped up. Uh, got very intense. 
At the end of regulation, the Niners had a chance to kick a field goal as time expired, or if they if they could have kicked a field goal as time expired, if they could have picked up a big first down. Spags drew up a massive blitz, forced Purdy to throw it and miss a throw. Uh, got Mahomes the ball late with a chance to go win the game. Got down to the like five yard line with I think it was like eight seconds or nine seconds. I thought they could have ran a play and still got a chance to get a field goal after they decided to just kick the with field six goal. Six seconds, I believe, but I think six they seconds. I think they should. Yeah, I think they had time to run a quick play and possibly win at the end of regulation, but they erred on the side of caution. Worked out for them. Um, their defense was just phenomenal again. One of another massive game. Uh, second Super Bowl to go to overtime, like you mentioned, Josh. Uh, first with the new Super Bowl rules. First NFL playoff game with the new Super Bowl rules. Uh, a lot of debate going back. Well, not even really. I feel like there hasn't been much debate. Everyone's saying they should have decided to kick the ball first. When when the first happened, I thought they should have uh, received the ball first because I'm with you, Josh. I thought the third possession is the most important. You have to go into overtime expecting to get a touchdown. Um, you can't go into overtime expecting to just kick a field goal uh, after your defense gets a stop. But and I don't even hate the move of getting the ball first, scoring a touchdown, and then going for two off rip. I know it's risky, Yeah, but that at least guarantees you if you get that, you're guaranteed the last third possession. I agree. I'm with you. Uh, but there really hasn't, this being the first Super Bowl overtime, there hasn't really been a guinea pig for it to kind of look after what has happened before. It's the first time. There's no numbers on it. Um, like Mom said, if they had gotten a touch on the second possession, they go for two to win the game. That would have been interesting to see. That would have been one of the craziest plays in NFL history yeah. uh, with as much stakes as it would have had. But doesn't happen. Kyle Shanahan blows another 10-point lead in the Super Bowl. He might never beat the allegations of being a Super Bowl choke artist. The only guy I feel like on the uh, 49ers offense that really showed up and had a big day was Jawan Jennings. Uh, became the second player to ever have a passing touchdown and a receiving touchdown behind Nick Foles from uh, the Philly Special. Um, he was very nice. Had a great throw to Christian McCaffrey. Trick play touchdown. Also had... Um, Four catches, 42 yards was solid. McCaffrey had eight catches for 80 yards, but surprisingly, they couldn't get the run game going as well as I thought they would. I thought that was going to be the main factor. Really, neither team could really get the run game going. Pacheco only had 59 yards. Mahomes was their leading rusher. Um, Just disappointing for the 49ers. Again, you're in a position to win the game. Uh, The two big plays were obviously the muff punt where it hits off the player's leg, Ray Ray McLeod. He should have jumped on it and just got on top of it. I, he tried to kind of pick it up and run. Uh, never really the smart move, but uh, he was just put in a rough position. There. I don't put too much blame on him. And then uh, the next play was a touchdown to MVS. It really ignited the Chiefs offense, got him going. And then the other big moment wasn't even a play. It was a Dre Greenlaw injury, like you guys touched on. Uh, one of the worst injuries I think I've ever seen considering the stakes. Uh it wasn't gruesome, but just running onto the field, excited to get out there. He was having a very good game up until that point, and you just blow your Achilles like that. That's just, um, it's terrible. Uh, you could see Fred Warner on the sidelines after was uh, struggling to keep his emotions in check. He was overwhelmed. I understand that completely. That's just got to be something. That's it's your brother out there. Um, and then Dre Greenlaw's replacement, Oren Burks, came in and really didn't play well at all. From the stats I saw, he was targeted nine times, gave up nine catches and a touchdown, 134.7 passer rating when targeted. Uh, if Dre Greenlaw's out there, I would almost guarantee that those numbers don't happen. So uh, just disappointing if you're a Niners fan, obviously.
Yeah, uh, I don't have a ton more uh, before we get to studs and does here. I just did want to say that we had two uh, field goal uh, Super Bowl records in the same game, which is just crazy that Moody got it and then Harrison Bucker <laughs> topped him shortly after. I'm happy because if we just had Jake Moody etched in history like that when he's just straight up not that good of a kicker at all, him having the longest field goal ever would just be insane. It was shocking to me that the longest was 55. Yeah. That's insane. Like, no, I guess people just are going for it more. Uh, in the Super Bowl or punting more, playing it safe, but probably a lot uh, 55 and 57. Last few yeah. years, people have really started turning the corner on the analytics of fourth down, whether it's Brandon Staley or uh, okay, what's his name? Uh, Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson with the Lions now. I mean, I'm sure we'll see a lot more <laughs> of those more often with like risk plays, but but yeah, I mean, before then, it was just a bunch of Patriots, and there's no way they're gonna take any crazy risks because it's it's belichick he's not doing that yeah butker's a dog though. Kickers, though oh 100 yeah, butker's a dog he's it. already becoming a top five kicker of all time which is crazy i was surprised we didn't that vinatieri didn't have like a super long one or something yeah it was yeah at least was enough still the goat though don't put don't put justin tucker over yeah. still the goat. first ballot hall of famer I next get, year i get <laughs> um but yeah that's all if you guys got anything else before we get to studs and duds here I did want to go a little bit into detail because my professor in class today actually brought my attention to it. Um, the Tony Romo like call at the end of the game for the touchdown. That was, that was rough. He should have just, as my professor said, mm-hmm. kept his pie hole shut. That was Nance's call. And he, like, Blue, and Romo hijacked it. It yeah. was terrible. He should have just, that's always let the play by play guy's call. I I know I, I think and that then he the, gives a whoa the initial... Jim <laughs> this is the Mahomes special right here Jim <laughs> but the initial call the initial call him saying jackpot Kansas City in Vegas mm-hmm. genius but then Romo came in oh it's the Andy Reid special Jim yeah. he came in from the trips and then he forced the switch on the corners like shut the hell up like you ruined yeah, what could have been an all-time call given the context and the the location of the game that would have been just chef's kiss Romo ruined yeah, that, it. that's that all I want to say yeah. about it that was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I saw. If, I don't know if you guys heard the radio version. Kevin Harlan, he gave an all-time call. So he always yeah, gives all-time right. calls. But yeah, yeah Kevin Harlan's he's, he's, he's one, one of the goats. He is one of the goats. He's great. Hundred percent. He sucks good. that they just stay putting Kevin Harlan with the worst analysts ever. Like Reggie Miller is just oh my god. It's just yeah. uh, just a, I like Reggie Miller as a basketball player. As an announcer, he's god awful, and I can't believe they just stick him with him every game. It bothers me at all. Huh? Harlan deserves I better. I don't think he's too he does. bad. Brooklyn Nets fans are with Harlan. Yeah, I think that's yeah, bad. they are, bro. They are. I mean, that's an all-time crew right there. But all right, um, I got a few studs and duds here uh, as I'm going through it. Um, obviously Mahomes. Um, that's just a given. But um, as far as some lower key ones, uh, Michael Hardman only three catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. But two of the biggest catches in the game: that deep ball early, and then the obviously the game-winning touchdown, which Apparently he didn't know was was the <laughs> he game blacked winner. Out. He blacked out or something like that. So that's cool. I don't know why he was drinking so much during the game, but I guess he just blacked <laughs> out right after the touchdown. Uh, but uh, Leo Chanel, he was great uh, for the Chiefs. He was their fourth leading tackler. He had the big force fumble at a TFL too. Um, so he was great for them. Uh, Nick Bolton, of course, as well. Thirteen total sacks. He's been a free goal season and a big reason why Kansas City won the Super Bowl this year. And then for Duds, um, I'm gonna go. 
Uh, he was all right in the blocking game. wasn't anything special. But Kittle, only three targets, of course. But against, I mean, that's credit to Nick Bolton and Leo Chanel and other uh, Chiefs linebackers, of course. But Kittle only having two catches for four yards is not a recipe for success for the Niners here. I feel like the Niners best game outside of the Ravens one where he went off, but usually Kittle goes off and that's their best game. He has two touchdowns, 90 yards. Uh, so it sucks for him. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's what I'm going to give it just to in general because the Niners didn't really have anything uh, that was like too, they didn't play bad. Like they both teams played pretty good, especially defensively. Uh, but I guess Owen Burks, the guy who came in for Greenlaw, would be on there as well. But nobody like out of the stars for the uh, Niners. I feel like played super bad because uh, I mean I want to say Debo, but he's playing injured. So yeah. Did you see the uh, the fumble, CMC fumble with George Kittle? Oh, I did. <laughs> I don't think I did. You can't even see. He was, it was he was blocking George Karloftis right mm-hmm. on the play. He, he, he like, let's go of the black and he goes, hi, George. And then George Karloff just jumps on because the fumble's out by then. George Karloff just jumps on the fumble and George Kittle is just standing there looking at him. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. That's bad. Was that on the NFL films that came out? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, George. And George Karloff is watching the play. And just zooms at the ball. It was That's great. brutal, man. That's bad. Actually, that's really bad. Yeah. He was coming back to the Super Bowl with vengeance, though. Yeah. Another hot take. Get back. Yeah. All right. Uh, my stud would be uh, Jawan Jennings. Honestly, it felt like he had every single one of his catches just felt super important, whether it was a key first down or just getting 10 plus chunk yards to just move the chains. And then obviously the passing touchdown, like you mentioned, Mike, second player ever in Super Bowl history with a passing and receiving touchdown, second to only Bears legend Nick Foles. Uh, and then my dud of the week is the 49ers receiving group minus Jawan Jennings. Yeah, Debo was playing hurt, but to only have eight total catches combined between Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk, who are all, I think you could argue, on a normal team, X-Factors beyond a shadow of a doubt. But when you're all together, you just can't only combine for the same amount of catches as you're running back. You got to be way more involved than that. I'm I'm disappointed, honestly. If CMC wasn't uh, – if CMC didn't fumble, I think I'd have him as my stud of the week. But Jawan Jennings, it just felt like he didn't make any mistakes. He was – as the 49ers organization says, no block, no rock. Jawan Jennings was blocking and he got the rock enough times. He threw a touchdown pass and caught one as well. I think he played phenomenal, but the rest of the Niners receiving group just had to step up and they didn't. Yeah, for my uh, start of the week, Trent McDuffie, he was phenomenal all game. Uh, had a big pass breakup deep. He had a game high three pass breakups, three tackles. Very big blitz late in the fourth quarter on that last possession for the 49ers that forced a uh, the field goal late in regulation. He was phenomenal. Uh, the Chiefs defense was phenomenal. I'll give it to him. For my dot of the week, I can't go with a player who just won the Super Bowl. Otherwise, I think I was really disappointed in uh, Rashi Rice. I thought he was going to have a big game. He did have six catches, but only 39 yards. But my dot of the week, uh, I just have to go with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, this is your third Super Bowl that you participated in where you've been up by more than 10 points and you blow it again. They're all, Honestly, in the first half, they were kind of dominating the game. They were able to move the ball better than the Chiefs. They had the the bad fumble with CMC that killed them, but they looked like the better team in the first half, and uh, the Chiefs, being the Chiefs, he let them come back in, uh, take over the game, find a way to win late. Obviously, the coin toss shenanigans late hurt them, but yeah, uh, Kyle Shannon's my dud, and Trent McDuffie's my stud. 
Yeah, I mean, the, that first drive, it felt like the, the Niners were rolling. They were scoring a touchdown on that yeah. first drive. Yeah. CMC doesn't fumble. Like Such an uncharacteristic fumble. I know. That's the that was that and the uh muffed punt. The punt. That was right. it, man. That was the whole game right there. But, but yeah, we had another good Super Bowl. Uh good NFL season overall. First NFL season on the pod in the books. Um mm. for the future. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um <laughs> for the future, we will be uh, of course still talking about the NFL and the NFL headlines that come out with the draft and free agency and any other uh, players randomly asking for trades which will happen at some point here um so we'll stay in in touch with those headlines we'll also be talking about some nba here with the season getting closer and closer to the playoffs all-star break this weekend um college basketball march madness is coming up here in just about a month so we'll be heavy talking about that as well uh i would expect episodes to stay on once a week on fridays uh for the near future if something changes we will let everybody know but from now on, expect episodes on Friday morning slash afternoons. Uh, but until next time, everybody like and subscribe. Uh, and we'll see everybody in the next one.